Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Hello, everyone. Welcome. It is another beautiful day in the year 2022. I am Apollo, and I am joined with the unbelievably incredible Ash Epp. Hey, thanks for having me again. Oh, it is always our pleasure, and I'm excited that we get to see you, uh, you know, fairly often now. Uh, yeah. But uh, you had you had a fun morning, so why don't you why don't we open with that? Yeah, sorry we're uh, we're a little bit late this morning. It was it was crazy. So at the five o'clock show tonight, where we're going to be talking about this radical legislation, Senate Bill twenty two one fifty three, it's uh, a, essentially the final nail in the coffin uh, coffin of self governance for uh, the man the management of our elections. So. This bill takes any remaining oversight that the counties still have, which isn't a, is, it's not a lot, but there's some, and this bill takes it away. So we have uh, some, some great um, footage to show, some good stories from, from this morning. We were delivering notices to the senators who are debating the bill right now as we speak. But what was interesting, um, when we got there, there was another protest happening, and I was unaware of this this bill that's going to the Senate floor as well, same session, and that's House Bill 22-1279. And this is an absolutely radical abortion bill. So it's already been through the House, just like the uh, elections bill. They're ramming this through as fast as they can with no debate, no questions. Nobody gets to uh, you know question the, the triple communist majority in Colorado anymore. They just, they call it law, but they ram it through without without the representation of the people. Well, I mean, you know, they don't care about the representation, but this is just Satan's same old tricks. Right. You know, they, they want to, like on the election stuff, whether it was the Supreme Court or here, they just want to run the ball down the road and hope everyone forgets or, you know, they run out of time and then they, they can use the technicality to, uh, you know, maintain the status quo or they try to slip things through in the middle of the night right. because they're trash. That's um, right. No, that's that's absolutely right. So we did, I think we have a, a one, uh, picture of the the protesters out there loads of kids out there um what i found was really interesting you know i this was down in denver it was right. at the, this is right outside of the capitol yes so um the senate is in session today and they're debating lots of things but uh what was really interesting is these people that were out in front um just incredibly beautiful lovely people uh saying good morning to everyone um there were donuts and coffee out and the response from the the just all oh, Denver's just an awful place these days, um, just really horrific. You had you know na- like people screaming out of their cars, but even people walking into the Capitol building, just nasty. Um, well, no, it's it's honestly awful. The uh, I mean, we talked about it a little bit in the car. You can take that down. Uh, when a couple years ago, uh, and going into into last year when. Antifa was out and they were, you know, rioting, burning down the police station, uh, you know, assaulting people on the streets, breaking windows, mm-hmm. flipping cars, just absolute anarchy. Uh, and then there would be groups. I was down there with UADF and, uh, I, you know, we would have people come up off of the street or old, like old women would come out of yeah. their house in Denver and scream at us and call us Nazis and say that we weren't wanted there, that we needed to go home. As these people are are literally burning and destroying and right. you know looting everything around them, it, it's it's really fascinating to to witness, honestly. It it is, and I'm just pulling up real quickly what this bill does. Um, so it removes any remaining restrictions on abortion, uh, and it removes parental rights as well. So if we can pull up the, I think it's a two. Right. Um, so this here, so HB 22-1279, also known as the Reproductive Health Equity Act. They like these names, right? The, the, the radical election bill is the Colorado Election Security Act. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> well, the, and we talked about it, I, I think it was yesterday morning. Uh, there was that hospital in Portland where they're, they're giving out hormone therapy to children, mm-hmm. and they call it gender-affirming uh, yeah. medications. 
Yeah, watch the, the narrative. You watch can't the, get more Orwellian than, watch, than what we're Watch the now. language that's used. So if enacted, and this is from, uh, from Denver Catholic... Dot org. If enacted, the bill will permit abortion on demand for any reason, potentially remove parental rights to receive notification of a minor receiving an abortion, permit abortion discrimination based on sex or race or ability level, and remove all rights under law for a fertilized egg, embryo, or fetus. And so when a child is conceived, brand new unique human DNA is formed. That is a human. It's a human embryo or fetus and so what the problem that i have with the abortion debate in general is that it's a very dishonest debate because the debate should be about when do human rights begin um you know in in uh in my lifetime we've gone from it's just a clump of cells it's not human it's not a baby then science caught up right and so we know it's a it's a human baby you can't, it's not going to become a human horse, right? It's a, it's a human baby. Um, but we're still debating the rights of the mother, and nobody talks about the rights of the human child that's growing inside of the mother. Well, and, you know, they, you know, I understand that there are some things that are, are very complicated, right? Life can be very complicated, but you look at the scientific community and it, uh, like some of these same people, uh, politicians included, they're out there praising like they find some bacteria on Mars and some mm-hmm. rock or piece of ice, and then they have no like the the intellectual dishonesty is just unbelievable. The the hypocrisy is 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 truly sick because they they'll go out of their way to you know praise an achievement, and then anything uh, anything regarding the lives of a of a baby that's growing in someone's womb, they use every trick that they can to marginalize the situation. They say, oh well, they. they drag everything out as rape like right. oh well what about what about those cases like okay yeah yeah those, there's horrible horrible things that happen and those are really tragic situations but you don't make the rule based on the exception that's right and you know hu- human th- these right, i mean what is it called again reproductive health equity act um they claim to care about human rights. They claim to care about women. And the alternative, just like every other leftist uh, talking point, is if you don't support abortion on demand up until and after the moment of birth, you hate women. That's, that's, That's the line. You hate women. You don't want choice. You want... Um, the patriarchy, deciding what happens in somebody's body. No, we want to have an honest debate about when do human rights begin. You, and if we're selectively choosing human rights for these humans, what other groups do we selectively get to choose human rights for and, and um, selectively get to choose access to human rights? Um, the, the unborn are the most vulnerable population among us, fearfully and wonderfully made by God. And it is, we've gotten to the point where if you raise questions, right? I mean, we used to talk about viability. We don't talk about viability anymore because they don't want to draw the line at viability. They don't want to draw any lines at all. Any remaining restrictions they want to remove so that uh, there's no, you know, it's a death cult Mm -hmm. effectively. Yeah. Well, and these, and I I want to move on because we've got a lot to cover today. And we have a video that I think will really it will drive home a point um, about these types of procedures that most people don't know. Um, but it, it's, it's just always hilarious to me because they sit here and they, on this issue, they try to make it all about you hate women, women's mm-hmm. rights, uh, you know, how dare you, evil patriarchy. But then these are the same people that are allowing all these transgender males to, like, dominate women's sports. And, I, I mean, th- they just create all this chaos. Like... You can't you can't have it both ways. Either right. you respect women and what women are and who they are, or you want to go into this fantasy land where there's no real woman. Well, it was never about women. It no, was it no. was about power and control. It's always been about power and control, and um, that's that's where we find ourselves. But I think you're right. This video shows exactly what a death cult this is. So why don't we play that cut? Yeah. So this is a three, Mr. Producer. And before we play it, uh, d- this is a little bit of a graphic description of uh of some of these these types of abortion procedures so uh just do be aware that there is some graphic uh context in here so go ahead and play it mr producer 
First witness is Dr. Anthony Levitino. Dr. Levitino is a board-certified obstetrician-gynecologist. Over the course of his career, Dr. Levitino has practiced obstetrics and gynecology in both private and university settings, including as an associate professor of OBGYN at the Albany Medical College. And Dr. Levitino, we'll begin with you. Welcome. Thank you, Chairman and members of the committee. Um, I only have five minutes, so I'm going to get right to it. Second trimester D&E abortions perform between roughly 14 and 24 weeks of gestation. Your patient today is 17 years old. She's 22 weeks pregnant. Her baby is the length of your hand plus a couple of inches. And she's been feeling her baby kick for the last several weeks, but she's asleep on an operating room table. You walk into that operating room scrubbed and gowned, and after removing laminaria, you introduce a suction catheter into the uterus. This is a 14 French suction catheter. If she were 12 weeks pregnant or less, basically the width of your hand or smaller, you could basically do the entire procedure with this. But babies this big don't fit through catheters this size. After suctioning the amniotic fluid out from around the baby, you introduce an instrument called a sofa clamp. It's about 13 inches long. It's made of stainless steel. The business end of this clamp is about two and a half inches long and a half inch wide. There are rows of sharp teeth. This is a grasping instrument. When it gets a hold of something, it does not let go. A DNA procedure is a blind abortion, so picture yourself introducing this and grabbing anything you can blindly and pull, and I do mean hard, and out pops a leg about that big, which you put down on the table next to you. Oh, Reach in again, pull again, and pull out an arm about the same length, which you put down on the table next to you, and use this instrument again and again to tear out the spine, the intestines, the heart and lungs. Head in the baby that size is about the size of a large plum, can't see it, but you're pretty good idea you've got it if you've got your instrument around something and your fingers are spread about as far as they go. You know you did it right if you crush down on the instrument and white material runs out of the cervix. That was the baby's brains. Then you could pull out skull pieces. And you have a pull day like a I had a lot of times, sometimes a little face comes back and stares. So um, we're going to play the rest of this video because it's really, I understand that this is, it's, it's honestly disgusting. It's beyond disgusting. This is um, what they're celebrating, though. This is what the, this is what they call women's rights. So the, the 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 little baby whose head's getting crushed and its legs are getting picked apart and put down. If that baby is a female, it has no rights. So this isn't about women. This is a death cult. And I'm just gonna I'm, I'm just gonna say it. Uh, th there were headlines last year and and before that about how uh, the Satanic Church is the you know biggest supporter of women's rights and has done more for women's rights uh, than any other organization in the country. Those, those were like, I believe that was actually the headline. Um, I'm just going to put it out there. Do you really think that there's no connection there? Well, and let's remember when the radical, the, 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 the cousin of this bill, the radical New York legislation passed allowing uh, abortion up to and after the point of birth, they lit up the buildings in pink and celebrated it as though it's some sort of this, this, this horrible murder that's happening in every community around the country, they celebrate it. They call it women's rights. Yeah, this is, this is, this is what they don't tell you. They don't, they, they don't want you to know this unless you're going to know this and be excited about it. Okay, choice. this is, yeah, this, this is, is what they, they want you to choice. be able to They choose. call it choice. Yeah, rip the, its leg off, crush its skull. You know you did it right if you got white stuff running it out. Yeah, you, you just heard what he said, right? You crush the baby's brain. You know when you, you got a little plum-sized thing there? I can't, I can't even, go, play the rest of the video runs out of the cervix. Understand what the baby's it is that you're brains. actually supporting. Then you could pull out and this skull is pieces. Being voted on and you have a day like I had a lot of times. Sometimes a little Senate face today. comes back and stares back at you. Congratulations. You just successfully performed a second trimester DNA abortion. You just affirmed her right to choose. Why did you end your practice of doing abortions? I did over 1,200 abortions over a four year period in private practice, now counting the ones that I did during my training. Um, I met my wife at, um, during my first year of training at Albany Medical Center. We got married about a year later and found that we had an infertility problem. After years of failed infertility treatment and several years trying to adopt a child, we were blessed with a, adopting a, a little girl that we named Heather in August of 1978. Um, as sometimes happens in those situations, my wife got pregnant the very next month and we had two children ten months apart. Um, Two months short of my daughter Heather's sixth birthday, she was killed in an auto accident and literally died in her arms in the back of an ambulance. 
Anyone who has children might think they have some idea of what that feels like, but unless you've been through it yourself, you have no idea whatsoever. Um, I know people find it hard to believe, but uh, what do you do after disaster? You bury your child and then you go back to your life. And I don't remember exactly how long it was after my daughter died that I showed up at Albany Medical Center OR number 9 to perform my first second trimester d &E abortion. I wasn't thinking of it as anything special. This was routine to me. Um, but I reached in, literally pulled out an arm or leg and got sick. You know, earlier on I described stacking up body parts on the side of the table. It's not to, you know, gross people out, to use a simple term. When you do an, an abortion, you need to keep inventory. You have to make sure you get two arms and two legs and all the pieces. If you don't, your patient's going to come back infected, bleeding, or dead. Um, so I soldiered on and finished that abortion. And I know it sounds, as I said, hard for people to believe, but I'm, I'm telling you straight up my experience. You know, after over 1,200 abortions, first and second trimester up to 24 weeks and all the rest of it, and being very dedicated to it, for the first time in my life, I really looked. I really looked at that pile of body parts on the side of the table. And I didn't see her wonderful right to choose, and I didn't see all the money I just made. All I could see was somebody's son or daughter. And I stopped doing late-term abortions after that, and several months later stopped doing all abortions. So, HB 22-1279 in Colorado is on the Senate floor today. They are probably going to pass it. Um, and this legislation, this type of legislation is happening all over the country. So if you're not involved, you really should be. I spoke uh, down at that protest with uh, a gentleman named Matthew Server. He's with the Colorado Catholic Conference. And I said, what is the call to action? What are we asking people to do? Um, call your senator, call your legislators, obviously. But the biggest thing that he said, first word out of his mouth, pray. Because all we can do to stop this, this is, this is godless communist agenda being forced, it, just being forced on us in every aspect. But this one is particularly vile because they celebrate the body parts. They celebrate the piles. You know, they sell them, right? <laughs> Planned Parenthood makes a ton of money selling. They got stunned doing this. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and, and not, they didn't get in trouble. No, either. No, if I recall correctly, uh, the first one of the first uh, stings on a journalist stings on Planned Parenthood was James O'Keefe. And yeah. if and please, somebody correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I believe sure that the AG at that time was Vice President Kamala Harris. And she went after the journalists. She didn't go after the organization that was illegally selling baby parts. These are this is this is is this the country we want to live in? So. Well, and so this is uh, it rolls into into our next topic too. Mm. Um, before we before we go into that, uh, I do have to remind everyone this podcast is sponsored by Enterforce, uh, an amazing sponsor that we have. Uh, if you go to Enterforce.com, they are giving you a chance to win a 2021 Ford F450 Gooseneck trailer, Can-Am Maverick, and twenty thousand dollars in cash. It's a pretty sweet deal. Uh, for conservative daily listeners, you will get 1,000 bonus entries on any purchase made by using the promo code CD21. That's Charlie Delta 21. Uh, you go to enterforce.com. That's E N R F O R C E.com. Uh, buy some gear. You can also get uh, CD10 for 10% off, uh, 1,000 entries for CD21. And we partner with them because we also have this, uh, this awesome t shirt and there's a sweatshirt, uh, which is free our people. Uh, they give a lot of money to support our troops, and this particular shirt, if you go to enterforce.com and get it, it's going to go support the January 6th prisoners, uh, which frankly none of us have done enough to, to support them, because they're all still sitting in, in prison. Um, so again, enterforce.com, uh, promo code CD10 for 10% off CD21 for an extra 1,000 entries, and disclaimer, no purchase or payment of any kind is necessary to win. Uh, a purchase or payment will not improve your chances of winning. Um, so, so we had the Catholic <coughs> protest this morning down yeah. at the Senate, and um, God bless the Catholics because they're relentless on abortion. And I think it's one of those things that, you know, we as individuals think, okay, well, I'm morally opposed to that, but there's not really anything that I can do. The Catholics have been um, just relentless on this issue. And speaking of Catholic values, 
the Senate confirmation hearings for uh, President Biden's SCOTUS nominee, Katanji Brown Jackson, are heating up. Uh, yesterday, Lindsey Graham, Senator Lindsey Graham, was questioning her about her religion. Can we pull that cut, please? Hey, Mr. Producer. So this is the uh, cut of Lindsey Graham speaking. Um, so I'll give you a sec to pull that in. Just let me know when you're ready. But I think it's particularly ironic um, and disgusting. <laughs> but th we just talked about, you know, how hypocritical these people are uh, with regards to women's rights. You know what would actually help? Like they want to talk about the victims of rape is maybe how about punishing people who assault women or children? Yeah. You know what I mean? How about how about people who act like that, who who commit crimes like that, but instead you're going to make it all about all about women's rights? And I'm going to I'm going to get off my soapbox before I go any longer. But if you have that ready, go ahead and play, Mr. Producer. But about family and faith because in your opening statement and the people who uh, introduced you to the committee, uh, there was very glowing praise of uh, you as a person, a good friend. Uh, you have a wonderful family. You should be proud, and your faith matters to you. What faith are you, by the way? Senator, I am um, Protestant. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Non-denominational. Okay. Could you fairly judge a Catholic? Senator, I have a record of I think the answer would be yes. judging everyone. I believe you can. I'm just <laughs> asking this question because how important is your faith to you? Senator, personally, um, my faith is very important. Um, but as you know, there's no religious test in the Constitution under, under Article 6. And there will be none with me. And... <laughs> Um, it, it's very important to set aside one's personal views yeah. about things I, I, in, in the role of a judge. I couldn't agree with you more, and I believe you can. So uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how faithful would you say you are in terms of religion? You know, I go to church probably three times a year, so that speaks poorly of me. <laughs> or do you, do you attend church regularly? Well, Senator, I am reluctant to talk about my faith in this way just because I want to be um, mindful of the need for the public to uh, have confidence in my ability to separate out my personal views. Well, how would you feel if a senator okay, up here said <clears throat> your faith, a dogma lives loudly within you and that's of concern? How would you feel if somebody up here on our side said, you know, you attend church too much for me or your faith is a little bit different to me Producer, and they would suggest that it would affect your decision? So th what is this line of questioning, first of all? How, on a scale of 1 to 10, how faithful are you? Um, I don't understand how that helps the American people or the Senate as a whole understand whether or not this would be a good Supreme Court justice. I agree that there is no religious test because once you have a religious test, eventually it's going to be Sharia. So hmm. we don't want that. We have a separation of church and state for a reason, to keep the, the state out of religion, to keep the state out of people's ideology. But this, um, you know, I... I, it's, it is not on any of us to judge anybody else's faith. But I found that conversation between the two of them so awkward as though they were talking about a Shakespeare play that neither one of them had ever read. Yeah, well, I mean, frankly, they're just, you see them beating around the bush like, hey, I understand, yeah, sure, don't judge anyone by their faith. I will judge people by their actions. But you know what? Questions like that, you can learn a lot about someone's values, you know, about what they stand for. Right. And the actions is what's important, especially if we're talking about confirming a Supreme Court justice. And she mentioned, I have a record. Right. So let's look at that record. This kind of gets to what you were talking about before the video in terms of if you, uh, you know, stand for human rights and justice and, and all of these things, all these flowery, beautiful language that the radical left uses to describe their death cult and their um, horrible, horrible ideology. 
Uh, this is from the Washington Free Beacon. Uh, in a ref representative case, U.S. versus Sears, the defendant was convicted of possessing over 100 child porn videos and sending lewd pictures of his own daughter, a minor. The sentencing guidelines called for a 91, 97 to 121 month sentence. Jackson gave him 71 months or just under six years. She has a pattern of letting... This is from the article on that? Yeah. Can you put up A4, please? So, so uh, Judge Jackson has a pattern of going soft on pedophiles, on, soft on sex crimes, um, and uh, and um, Josh Hawley has been calling this out. So he um, was tweeting a lot last week about this uh, tweet. I've been researching the record of Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson, reading her opinions, articles, interviews, and speeches. I've noticed an alarming pattern when it comes to Judge Jackson's treatment of sex offenders, especially those preying on children. So I also, you know, given who has nominated her and um, the the representative, uh, the, the population that she's representative of, I think going back to our early discussion about abortion, um, we'll, we'll just be pushing, pushing this kind of legislation all the way through. Any challenge to the Supreme Court about the constitutionality of murdering babies now, uh, now has another opponent, I would imagine. I don't know why anyone is surprised at this point. Like, you see just time after time, these people are, are either completely, like, given up to some communistic garbage idea or they i don't know why they inevitably are in bed with support end up being pedophiles mm -hmm. you know sexual assault or like god knows what well and this so i don't know if everybody pays attention to this as much as i do but in the past couple of years the number of large-scale sting operations that have led to arrests of human traffickers child traffickers uh you know, sex, sex, sex criminals of mm -hmm. all sorts. It's almost every day. It's you almost every day. Disney, right? One hundred and eight people at Disney. Um, and so the idea of you know we have more of these criminals being prosecuted than ever before, and you know their cases are likely to be appealed, going up to the Supreme Court, and finding uh, a sympathetic ear for people who hurt children, or people who enslave women. Right. Remember, we're women's rights, right to choose. Right. <laughs> but uh, but let's let the, the women's attackers walk free. So um, so I just I, f I find it interesting. I think this confirmation hearing is one to watch. And uh, Mr. Producer, do we have Holly? We had to restart the phone. Um, she will be on soon. OK. OK. All great. right. So we let's let's go ahead and give a, a, a bit of an intro. Um, do you want to put up? We still have that picture of uh, of Katanji. Do you want to put that up? Oh, or sure. Do we go through it. We, go ahead and put we, up a five. Yeah, we we pretty much went through it, but um, yeah. So this is you know, just so that you can see a little bit. Like these are these are actual headlines, and you can find this uh, pretty easily. But it's time that everyone kind of wakes up a little bit. And I know that a lot of a lot of you who are listening to this probably are. Uh, but these people are all in bed with each other. Like, these people don't just grow out of nowhere. They don't pop out of a wall somewhere. These people have been around. They have a history. Just like Kamala Harris had a history as a prosecutor of doing injustice to Americans, and then she goes on uh, race baiting as, uh, I don't know, like whatever flavor of the week uh, race she, she decides to champion. She was both our first champion. Asian, yeah. our first Asian American vice president, ahead, our first black American vice president and our first woman she ran the gamut yeah she, she's yeah. a very talented woman uh <laughs> and i mean and joe biden i mean right. all of these people all well these he's an old white racist so they really had to balance him out with a triple threat like kamala yeah yeah yeah, yeah. definitely definitely yeah. uh but just understand like we, we need to we need to remember not just the history of our nation but like the history of these individuals we need to have a little bit longer memory span uh, they count on us not. They yeah, they count do. on us Th That's what they do in the news cycle. And they that's why we see, around. you know, we're, we're getting ready to have a governor election in Colorado. 
The past two years have been an abomination to freedom in Colorado as they've locked us down and, you know, claimed all these powers that they don't have. Now it's everything's open. No more masks. No more vaccine passports. Everything's open and they want you to forget. Governor Polis and all of the other leftist governors that did the same thing that are up for re-election in November want you to forget. They want you to forget what they did. They want you to see, oh, everything's happy now. They fixed COVID. They solved it. Polis solved COVID. You should vote for him. No. No, you shouldn't. Um, so anyway, lots of, lots of great news today. But there is one piece of news that has... Uh, it's it's you know this these reports haven't gotten nearly enough coverage they really should um, but the third Mesa County forensic image report is being released today there is a press release up on USEIP.com there's a press release I believe up on Frank's speech I think we might have that one uh, to pull up but just to give you guys some context here so the first Mesa County report you can scroll through this Mr. Producer the first Mesa County report showed that at least 29,000 election records had been deleted at the direction of the Colorado Secretary of State the second Mesa County forensic report exposed that there were numerous system vulnerabilities including firewall and security rules that would allow any computer in the world to connect to the voting system server and there were 36 separate Wi-Fi uh, networking devices in the voting system. So today, I believe today, the third report is coming out. And I'm told that this is undeniable evidence that vote counts were changed and manip manipulated. Yeah, so Mr. Producer, let us know when we have Holly on, because I know she has a lot of updates about that. Um, do we want to run through any more of this? Yeah, uh, so I, well, I want to just pay, so to paint the picture for you, and like I said, at, at 5 o'clock today, we're going to go through the protest this morning. We're going to go through the Senate bill. We're going to talk exactly about what they're trying to cram down the people's throats. But it's in stark contrast to this evidence, right? We hear over and over and over again, there's no evidence of election fraud. Well, why do you think they're trying to ram this through? Is anyone right. watching? Do you have any idea why they're trying now? It's because they're scared. Right. They are terrified. They That's know right. that they're screwed. That's right. And if you look at this bill and you look at the things that it does, it, it seems kind of targeted at what Tina Peters did in Mesa County. Um, what Tina Peters did in Mesa County is not against the law. She didn't do anything wrong. If, uh, if it was against the law, remember, she's been indicted now, I believe, 10, 10 indictments, many of them felonies, seven or so felonies. Uh, but they're changing the law right now to make what she did illegal. And so I want to know what's up with the indictment <laughs> because they're accusing her of crimes that are not actually crimes unless this bill passes. Sorry, give me one moment. I'm just going to get a Holly on real quick. Okay. Um, so let's, uh, let's, let's take a look at this. Give me just one sec to pull this guy up. And bear with us. I apologize, everyone. We're, we're in the process of getting Holly Casson on. We're just uh, we're having a difficulty with the phone computer. Um, but as we, as we line this up, just everyone understand, um, we have for the last two years now, seen as they have absolutely shouted down, dismissed every single claim that the election was stolen, that there were ballot harvesters, that the machines had anything to do with them. Jenna Gris Griswold was calling this the gold standard. This was the gold standard in elections, right? You had a, the entire political arena here calling this the gold standard of elections. We are the most secure election we've ever had in history. Colorado is one of the best states in the nation. And then we have example after example after example. All these Arizona, New Mexico. I mean, I, you, I just go down the list. You have overwhelming, absolutely overwhelming evidence that this entire thing is garbage. You have all this fraudulent stuff going on with ESNS, all the all these contracts that they've been, you know, scooting under the, you know, the eyes of the American people. We know 100% this was stolen. We know 100% these people are involved in it. We know they knew. Right. And and they still gaslight us and tell us there's no evidence of election fraud. Since election day, we've been told that there's no evidence of widespread of no evidence of election fraud. And, and no evidence of widespread election fraud. And then no evidence that election, spread that election fraud that could have changed the outcome of the election. They keep moving the goalpost 
But when you look at what has come out since Election Day, so we the, the first, I believe, the first report that came out was the Antrim County report that looked at Dominion voting yeah, yeah, systems. Right. Yeah. We have the Maricopa audit report. Now, the headline that the media ran with was that, oh, Biden got 99 more votes. That's what the Maricopa audit showed. Um, that's false, right? Because what it actually showed was lots of uh, lots of issues with our election systems. Um, and you have these three Mesa County reports, and it seems like we have Holly now. So let's bring on Holly. And before we go on, I do have to remind everyone, this podcast is sponsored by IP Vanish VPN. If you're tired of feeling like someone's always watching you on the internet, or maybe advertisers know a little bit too much about you, you're concerned about the privacy of your identity, uh, using incognito mode won't solve the problem either. IP Vanish VPN is here to protect your right to privacy and help you stay anonymous online. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties, such as hackers, your ISP, or advertisers. You can use IP Vanish on your computers, your tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When you use IP Vanish, all your data is encrypted. This means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands or anyone watching you. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's really simple. So you use IP Vanish on unlimited devices. It won't slow you down, won't sacrifice any speed. I have it on my computer, my phone. Uh, my laptop, even devices like your Fire Stick. Uh, anywhere you go, don't go anywhere without using IP Vanish. They're often offering an amazing 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So it's basically getting nine months for free. It's an awesome deal. Uh, it's super easy to use. All you do is tap one button, and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. So stop sharing with the world everything you watch, you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand-rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily and claim your 70% savings off. Nine months for free again. Awesome deal. That's ipvanish.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily. Do we have Hello? one, Mr. Producer? Hey, ah. Ollie. Hi, Ash. How's it going? Uh, it's going great. So I just pulled up uh, the, the press release on USEIP.org, and it looks like the link to the full Mesa 3 report is out. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, so um, uh, this is the full uh, official report of the forensic analysis done on the backup that uh, Clerk Tina Peters had made from the Mesa County election system. And um, just just for everybody's edification, what happened is uh, she got an alert this spring, all county clerks did in Colorado, that there was going to be a uh, software update from Dominion and uh, Jenna Griswold called the Trusted Build. Um, and they were instructed to make a backup of their system before the, the update happened, which they were given no instructions, no guidance, no additional resources, just a brief email, as far as we know, uh, that says, you know, back up your system. So that's what Tina did. And she went above and beyond and made a, you know, really, really good backup, a forensic image of her system. Then the trusted build happened, and she made another backup afterwards. And <clears throat> then the two images were compared. And this report is the third um, that has come out since those backups were made, done by cyber experts with, with just deep experience, top, top uh, members of their, you know, their, their uh, field. And um, this has been earth-shattering evidence that there, there's been malfeasance uh, with the elections in Mesa County. Now, why this is important to folks outside of Mesa County is that the configurations of these electronic systems by Dominion are very similar. In fact, there are small tweaks depending on, you know, local laws or, um, you know, special needs with different counties. But the base of the system is all the same. So what we're starting to see is that anything that happened in Mesa County with the election most likely happened 
In fact, it's almost 100% has happened in other counties, not just in Colorado, but across the U.S., that, um, where they use Dominion electronic voting systems. Well, I mean, so I'm just going to go out and, I, I mean, the not-so-big elephant in the room, why do you think that they arrested her? Why do you think they threw Tina Peters in jail? They knew that she had the sauce. She had the goods. Well, that, so that arrest was actually not, it didn't have anything to do with election integrity. It didn't have anything to do with um, her being a clerk or anything like that. It was a minor charge where, you know, she was accused of uh, recording some court proceedings and, um, so no, I don't mean they, just I don't mean just that incident, just everything. This the entire the entire yeah, right. the indictments, the entire hit on her. Like oh, it's just a hit. Absolutely. Job. Yes, absolutely. The full weight of the state law enforcement legal arm of, of the state has come down on Tina. And um I I do believe that it is meant to harass, threaten, and make an example of her. And unfortunately, um, you know, other clerks and other county commissioners are watching Tina Peters. They know things have gone on in their, their communities and with their elections. And um, I believe that this is a shot across the bow to make sure that nobody else comes forward to, uh, you know, raise their hand and say, hey, I'd like my system checked or let's, let's do an investigation in my area. Because, you know, these people know that they're going to get threatened um, have law enforcement action taken against them. I mean, it's, you know, they'll get the Tina Peters treatment. Oh, that's right. So I, I think you're right. I think they're definitely making an example of her. Um, I'm interested, Holly, in your take on, you know, we, we have the this radical legislation going through the Colorado Senate today, uh, SB 22153. Um, reading that piece of legislation, it, it appears that uh, a lot of it is targeted on um, targeted to, to make what Tina Peters did a crime, uh, which to me says that what Tina Peters did isn't currently a crime. Can you talk a little bit about the legislation and how it, uh, you know, what does it mean in the context of this report? Well, yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, that bill, it, it, there's clear sections in it that directly relate to Tina Peters. I mean, they could have almost put her name on section section eight, Tina Peters, problem number one. You know, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's almost uh, monogrammed for her. Um, and then the other thing that a lot of people may not know is that there is a second lawsuit happening in Colorado. And what's happened is there's another clerk in Colorado that did the exact same types of backups that Tina did. And um, Jenna Griswold is suing that clerk to get her hands on these forensic backups and not allowing the analysis of the backups. I, I believe it's meant to thwart any sort of analysis, the type that Tina has uh, been able to surface and, and get conducted on her, her records. Plus, um, they don't want these, Jenna Griswold does not want these uh, hard drives to see the light of day because we know what's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to prove, it, yet again, it, it is going to show the pattern and with another objective source of the information that we know is true in, in Mesa County, this will be the death knell and the, the nail in the coffin, I guess. It would, well, so, uh, so the, the second, yeah, the second image uh, is is in Elbert County by Clerk Dallas Schroeder. Uh, he has been called mm -hmm. out by Jenna Griswold as, you know, he's gotten the Tina treatment effectively. Um, mm -hmm. But it seems to me that this, <laughs> being able to compare the, you know, if, if, if we can look at the two images in Albert and compare them to what we found in Mesa, it would put the question about what happened in 2020 to bed. And I, I imagine that's why Jenna Griswold really doesn't want that to happen. Um, but one of the things that's, that's, uh, that jumps out at me about this, um, this bill and the reaction uh, is nobody has talked about what's in these Mesa reports. 
right? Jenna Griswold's immediate reaction upon learning of the forensic image, the existence of these forensic images back in August, was to paint Tina Peters as a criminal, to say that she did a whole bunch of things wrong. And not once outside of our own echo chamber have we talked about what's in the reports. And so I, Holly, while we were waiting to get you on the phone, I, I brought up, uh, you know, the first Mesa report showed 29,000 deleted election records that were meant to required to be preserved by both federal and state law the second mesa report showed wireless connections showed other things and this third mesa report can you talk a little bit about what this tells us and i'm gonna sorry to hold you right there holly i just do have to remind everyone real quick before we move on today's spot, uh, podcast is sponsored by air medicare network if you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road or you like to hike spend time outdoors uh, health insurance will not always cover the cost of, em of an emergency medical flight uh, with Air Medicare Network, you are covered. It's as little as $85 a year. It's a steal. It's an awesome value. It's fire insurance in case you ever need to be air medically transported anywhere. You won't pay a dime uh, if you ever need air medical transport. So if you use the promo code daily, listeners of this podcast uh, will get up to a $50 e-gift card back when you sign up. That's airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily. And you use promo code daily. They give you an option to get an Amazon gift card. Please don't. I hope they go bankrupt. <laughs> uh, go ahead. Uh, sorry to cut you off there. So uh, go ahead and get it up again. Down with Bezos. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, forgive me. I sort of forgot uh, what the question was. Up again. Just give me a little cue and I'll, I'll be right back in. Sure. So I've, oh, I've kind I, of prepped the so audience the on report? what was in the first two okay. reports. Can you talk a little bit about what mm -hmm. the third reveals? Sure. So um, the third report basically shows that there was interference, that votes were manipulated, that um, access was um, allowed via wireless networks or removable media like a USB. And that, that is a big uh, revelation because, look, the way the left has been disparaging and kind of dismissing these reports is, um, yeah, well, you know, at first it was there are no modems. There's no way these systems can connect to the Internet. Well, then once it was objectively proven, the story changed to, well, they weren't turned on. And there's no way for anybody who is making that claim or a county clerk, commissioner, or anybody else to know whether or not indeed the modems were turned off or turned on or had been accessed and what this third report does is shows yep they were turned on potentially it was either that either the the um, manipulation happened through remote access or as i said a, a removable drive and this is the kicker because Everybody said, well, yeah, you, you know, all these reports are just speculating on what could have happened, but there's no proof that it did. This is the report that shows that objective proof. And Holly, do you know, just I want to go back to the point um, about connections to the Internet. Because you're right, that was the line. We heard that for months after the election. There's no way. These don't connect to the Internet. The, uh, the CEO of Dominion, um, mm -hmm. Polis, guy named Polis, it's a great name, um, Pulse, testified, okay. testified and said, oh, they, we don't even have that capability. That, that's, it just can't be. <laughs> can't be. We don't even have that capability. Um, now we, we, we know for certain that they can connect. And like you said, they shift the narrative. Well, they weren't connected. Is there, um, yeah. whether Colorado or federal, is there a legal statute that says that they cannot connect to the Internet that was broken and we're just all following a narrative? when we actually have proof of a crime? I'm not sure about the internet connection. Um, I don't know if there's a specific statute to that, but where there is a specific statute is with the VSS and VVSG standards, which um, I throw around these acronyms and I can't remember exactly what they all stand for, but basically these are like voluntary, um, uh, voter system guidelines or something like that. Voter yeah. system guidelines, yes, and um, voter um, voting system testing standards. Um, and the, one is voluntary and, you know, guidance. The other one, and at least in Colorado, is required for compliance. And within those um, 
within those standards, the there is a clause that talks about um, the 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 need to keep these systems um, secure and um, uh, free from being able to be manipulated. And because of the systematic destruction of these election records and actual manipulations, the voting systems could not have possibly met the requirements of the federal voting system standards you know, mandated by the Colorado statute. So that's, that's the real kicker. It's not necessarily the um, internet connection itself, it's the implications of the, the internet connection, which is the legal violation. At least that's the way I see it and read it. But again, I'm not a lawyer, so that's my interpretation. It's also a, just a, a blatant lie that should should have been a bombshell, right? We heard forever. Oh, they're not. They can't. They don't. They don't have. The, they're dumb machines. They don't have the ability to connect. There's not. There's no way. We don't have that ability. <laughs> and then it was proven conclusively, and we all just moved on, right? The 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 narrative, the media just moved on. It was no. That should have been explosive news. But it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we have we have the third Mesa report out. Holly, what is your uh, action for the team? What do we want people to do with this information? Well, I, I think definitely it's spread the word. People have got to get educated on the implications and what this third report actually means and um, and the implications of it. And I'm suggesting that. Uh, folks go to their county clerks and commissioners as well as their um, the number two election administrators. Um, they they hold a lot of power and they really understand how elections are run, the nitty gritty of it, the equipment, and educate these people because the tragedy of all of this is is that county clerks have been led to believe something that is not true and they've been told over and over again that you know everything is all right the secretary of state is handling this and and then there's all of this um context around being in compliance following the rules following the regulations and uh these these clerks i truly believe that they are honest people they are trying to run clean elections and you know, within their purview, I believe that they really do run excellent elections in Colorado. The problem is, is there is a clear delineation from what they have control over and what they don't. And when I say they don't have control over things, that's the technology, that's the equipment, that's the internet connections, and all of the things behind, you know, in the quote unquote black box. And that's the real tragedy because, you know, these folks are going to be held you know, left holding the bag for Jenna Griswold and her actions. Do you really think, does anyone really think Jenna is going to take the fall for this? I mean, she's got massive lawyers and, and a cadre of taxpayer lawyers defending her. She's got a pretty good, pretty good setup here. And when, when the blame comes, when this really, really hits the fan, it's going to be a circular firing squad, right? It's going to be, Jenna pointing fingers at Dominion, Dominion pointing fingers at Jenna, Jenna pointing fingers at the county clerks, the county clerks pointing fingers at Jenna. I mean, that's, that's what's coming. And so I think these county clerks better get prepared for this because Jenna certainly isn't going to have their back when, when the house of cards falls. Yeah, that's, no, the thing that's, that's the thing that's most surprising to me is that we have, you know, as, as Holly mentioned, before the trusted build, every clerk in Colorado was served a notice by the people of Colorado saying, don't do this. Don't do this. Wait. If you, you know, if you, if you feel like you have to do it, just wait until we know more information, but this is going to delete election records. And they all, except for two, apparently, um, said, Oh no, Jenna wouldn't do that. Or more. <laughs> Jenna, Jenna, Jenna wouldn't do that. No, and, no. and the real thing is they're the patsy for it. No, exactly. You, you people are the yep. pawns on the chessboard. And every time, like, these same idiots, they go up and every time something comes out, they're like, they put on their Pikachu face and they're like, oh. Yeah. Like, come on, guys. You know, like, it, and it's really, it, it, it's down to us. Uh, everyone, you know, we need to stop uh, putting on our Pikachu faces. 
and we need to, if you don't get that reference, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it's time to just, just say no to this garbage, okay? Like, that one we I gave them, no. we gave them, okay, crap, I'm doing <laughs> time, time to learn the power of the world, no. Everyone should know that reference who's watching. Um, but we, we need to stop putting up with this, and we need to do it right now. We don't have time to let all this, you know, court nonsense uh, play out, and they can do their little theater and they'll play a good cop, bad cop, and go back and forth. It, it's it's over. It's done. We don't need any more evidence. Any any one of these it's reports, it's just it's just more evidence of what we already knew. We knew that they cheated. We knew that they're corrupt. We knew that they don't care about you, and they're either actively working against you, against your livelihood, against your life, against your voice, against your family, or they're little minions. And at that point, I don't really care. Well, it's, it goes back to all of these right. issues that we've been talking about. It's all power and control. None of this has to do with the... Yeah. So this isn't about the vote. It's not about making elections accessible to people who need to vote but can't. It's about making elections so rife with fraud that they can choose. They can pick and choose. And I'm convinced, I'm not, I don't, I'm not speaking for anybody other than myself, but I'm convinced that it's all a ceremony. We, we go through mm -hmm. this election ceremony and we have no choice. We have no voice. We have no vote. It's all, it's all a farce. Mm -hmm. And I think the evidence supports that. Holly, we'll give you the last word. Yep. So uh, one more thing in terms of action, uh, if people really want to do uh, some good and, and get involved, read the report, see for yourself. Uh, decide what you believe is true. Don't take our word for it. Don't take anybody's word for it. Do your own research. And if you believe that there was something wrong in your county and, and this Mesa 3 deserves, uh, is a predicate for investigation, take this report, make an affidavit, um, and what you believe is true and what you can, you can attest to in your own words and take that to your DA and say, are you gonna start investigating? And I'm not saying investigating county clerks, you know, for crimes, that kind of thing. I'm not saying go after these people. I'm saying let's investigate the system. Because again, as we just mentioned, the clerks and the commissioners have no possible way of having conducted a lot of the um, fraud and malfeasance that was found in Mesa. I mean, unless they were in on it, which Maybe they were, but I highly doubt it. I think this happened beyond their control and outside of their knowledge. Yeah. yeah Call I, for investigation. I, the system I, needs I to be investigated. And so, Holly, where can they, what's the best place to find the third report? Uh, you can go to useip.org. Um, in the news section, there is a press release with a direct link to the full report, and that is also hosted on frankspeech.com. And um, this is going to be shared all over the place. So, you know, check your social media channels and share, share, share. Thanks, awesome. Holly. Holly, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, so thank you for joining us. God bless you. We'll have you on again soon. Everyone, please do go read the report. If you didn't read the first two reports, you're already way behind. And it's time for us to do our job. All right. And you can, you can just, if you're not a technical person, just read the executive summary. It gets super technical. This is not, um, you know, somebody's made up, uh, you know, idea of what happened during the election. This is an actual cyber forensic analysis of images that were taken before the destruction of records known as the trusted build and after, and they're compared. Um, I think that as Coloradans, and really, this affects every state that uses Dominion. And as we know, source code is very similar across machine companies. So it affects every state that uses electronic voting machines, which is all of them. Um, this impacts you. Because what we're showing, this, this software update, this, this trusted build update, destroys evidence. It, they're covering up their crime by doing this. And we know it. So I think we should all be demanding that the Elbert County images are legally, by a judge, allowed to be assessed and analyzed and compared to what we have for Mesa County. That, to me, is how we put this thing to bed. And I can tell you, until we get to the answer, until we know what really happened, I mean, we know, 
what really happened. But until we're able to actually litigate it and bring evidence in front of a court, I'm so sick of hearing, well, there's been 60 cases and nobody has found any evidence of election fraud. None of those cases looked at the merits of the case. None of those cases looked at the evidence. They were cowardly moves to toss them out based on uh, sometimes legitimate standing uh, disputes. Sometimes uh, the, it, it was an easy out for the coward who didn't want to litigate, who didn't want to hear the case in their courtroom. We haven't been able to present our evidence. Let us. What are you afraid of? Absolutely. And I just, on that point, if you really haven't, <clears throat> excuse me, if you really haven't understood up until this point how absolutely fraudulent this all is, please don't be naive. These are big, big powers, big interests uh, that are at stake here. If you really think that they wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't have some kind of network, that they wouldn't make every effort, spend every dollar that they had to, uh, turn every person that they could, use every tactic that they had at their disposal to influence elections nationwide, including the, the president and all the uh, contracts involved. I mean, you look at d just Colorado, every county except for two, I believe, is all Dominion. You look, you look at the machines that they use, it's, it's, you're basically looking at a thousand entries of Dominion and then a couple uh, true ballot. It's, it's 62 out of 64 counties in Colorado that use Dominion. Yeah. Two of them use clear ballot and they had to sue for the ability to, uh, to use clear ballot. Um, and they did, but it's still electronic voting machines. It's still a black box that we can't see into and we can't validate that our votes are actually being counted. And I just, you know, one last thing on this, we, we talk about um, Walmart and Amazon and all these big companies and these big corporate interests and, you know, global corporate capitalism and global corporate communism and all of these things. The 2002 HAVA Act created a multi-billion dollar industry out of our elections. Think about that. It's corporate controlled. Dominion voting systems, uh, which is owned, I believe, by State Street Capital, which is BlackRock, mm -hmm. right? So if you have a problem with corporatism, you should look at our elections. This is not a partisan issue. Um, this, is a, this is freedom matters, guys. And we're rapidly, rapidly losing it. So at 5 o'clock today, we're going to go through uh, the, the protest this morning. We got some great, some great footage to share, some good testimonials, and some. Uh, we'll, we're going to watch today and see what happens on the Senate floor, see if we can break some news. Um, it's possible that this bill won't be heard until late into the night because it's last on the list. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we will, uh, we'll, we'll be going through it in more detail at 5. Yeah, so God bless you all. Thank you for joining us today. We're about out of time. Uh, before we do uh, sign off, I do have to remember to remind you all to go to libertycigars.com uh, and check out the Early Republic series, uh, Liberty Cigar Company, as an awesome sponsor, the uh, you know the founder of Liberty Cigars, John Adams, amazing name, is a great friend of ours. He's an, an awesome, awesome uh, patriot. Uh, he's assembled the first six presidents in one amazingly beautiful uh, collection that you see before you. So these great great men guided our nation admirably, uh, and each each cigar mirrors the personality of one of these uh, amazing Americans. So it includes a George Washington, John Adams. Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, James Monroe, and a John Quincy Adams cigar. So in honor of the uh, true President's Day, who is Donald Trump, uh, Conservative Daily audience will get a 17.76% discount. Is this the current code that we have uh, if someone's in there? Because I believe we have uh, code BEFREE as well, and you will get a 17.76% discount. Uh, that's at libertycigars.com. Uh, go ahead and use... Uh, that promo code. Support John Adams. These are really nice smoking cigars. Uh, so uh, definitely support John Adams. Um, but that's it. Uh, thank you for joining us again today. Uh, remember, we are living through an amazing period in history. And though it is rather terrifying at times, you should feel honored to be alive. Uh, because this, I guarantee you, is the year that accountability is restored to our country. All the nonsense that you're seeing regarding the Mesa County Report, uh, here in Colorado uh, and nationwide is because these people are, are afraid of the light. They are terrified of having sunlight shown upon them and exposing them for what they are and what they've done. And I guarantee you that, that, that we are going to do that this year. There's nowhere else to run for them. 
they're going to fight like a cornered animal, but uh, God wins, and we will, we will see our country out of this. Um, so if you like the podcast, uh, please, you can find us on Telegram. Uh, we're there at t.me slash conservative daily, all one word. You can also follow Joe at Joe Oltman on Telegram. Uh, we go live Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Mountain Time and uh, 5 p.m. That's noon Eastern and 7 p.m. Eastern. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com, on Rumble, DLive, Twitch, and on Frank Speech and CloudHub, all at uh, Conservative Daily. If you like the audio version, uh, please do go to Apple Podcasts, uh, download it, give us a five-star review so that we can climb up, we can reach more people. Uh, only the five-star review helps us, so please... Uh, Slab us with a five. Uh, you can find us on Apple, Google, uh, Spotify, TuneIn, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Audible. Uh, share this message, please. If you uh, know someone who doesn't understand what's going on in the Mesa Reports and the impact that it has on all of us for our country, please do share it with them. Share this episode. Uh, you can share it on Rumble or conservative-daily.com. If you need a reminder when we go live, you can text the word FREEDOM, that's F-R-E-E-D-O-M, to 89517. You'll sign up for our text alerts and get notified when we're going live. Uh, there's a link in our description. Use it. Sign up for our fax blasts uh, and so that you can stay uh, tuned in to all the updates that we're going to have coming out. And it's going to be a lot in the next month and uh, the next few weeks because uh, the fight is, is heating up, but we are going to win it. And there's a lot that we're going to be mobilizing uh, on the ground here in Colorado and hopefully all over the country in order to take that fight to the people who need to who need to. <laughs> I need to, <laughs> to get it. <laughs> no, it's all of us. It's all, we are, we're, we're the heroes that we've been waiting for. And I just want to touch on the, the last thing that you said. Uh, if you're alive right now and you have the, the, the incredible privilege of being awake, you're here for a purpose. We're all here for such a time as this, so get involved. Amen. This has uh, been Conservative Daily. My name's Apollo. And I'm Ash. God bless you all. God wins. And we will see you tonight.